Yeah, 231, still in Shire Hatoro. Now, we said previously that the aspect of Torah is very different than all other aspects of life. It's not similar to a profession where you can learn at one time and you can become very robotic about how you do it. You kind of just, you know, you, you, you uh, install the widgets in the car factory. What do you do? You just stand there, you have a hammer, you just boom. You, you put the hammer in, you, you put the nail in with the hammer, boom. Next one comes, the hammer in, boom. boom. You, can, you can kind of turn off your brain. But learning Torah is a, is a mind and body exercise. It's a fully engaging exercise where it cannot simply just be that you're, you're turned off, it's robotic. It has to be something that you're engaged in. It's very difficult, it makes it very hard. There's a reason why the Chazal say that Torah is metashes kachashal adam, that Torah exhausts a person. It's exhausting, it's tiring. After, after. Oh. Oh, so, I mean, so, I, so Reb Chaim Kanevsky says, Reb Chaim says actually that this is only in when, you, when you're learning, but afterwards it's mechazik a person. Why? Because it makes sense. It makes sense when you're fully engaged. It's a very exhausting endeavor. And so too says, says the Archasadikim, when is a person forgetting their learning? It's really interesting. You know, we tend to, we tend to blame other aspects, we tend to blame a bad memory our lack of intelligence. So what's the truth? The truth is, it really comes from a completely different place. 231. It's interesting. Shechacha stems from the fact that Hashem is actually trying to protect us. Because if we would learn one thing one time and, and remember it for the rest of our lives, there's less of a, of a, a uh, you know, need to then continue learning. Because you learned it one time, you move on, that's life. But Hashem created, Hashem was geyser shechacha in order that a person should realize that, hey, if I lose my learning, if I stop doing, if I stop being engaged in learning and I'm involved in other things, I'm going to forget my learning. I don't want to forget my learning. So I have to continue to learn. And by you being continually in the process of learning, it'll be shomer, it'll protect you from coming to a place of Avera. This is what the Rambam says in many, many places, that a person will fall into Averas if their, if their live is panay for batala. If you're idle. If you're idle. Uh, it's more than that. A lot of times you can, you can learn something when you're 15, learn something again when you're 25, and something again when you're 50, and when you learn it different each time. Right. That's very true. For sure, the new process of learning, it forces you to learn again, and you'll uncover new depths behind it. That's for sure true. But the point that the Rechah Sadiqim is saying is something a little different. He's saying that the engagement of the learning, even if it doesn't include anything new per se, you're totally right, but that's not what Rechah Sadiqim is saying. Rechah Sadiqim is saying is that when I'm learning, it keeps me away from Averis. The engagement of learning itself is what keeps me away from learning, and in order, for, in order to continue learning, you need to be, also have the extra motivation of never wanting to forget it. And therefore, in order, to, the way that we learn is through that process of learning, a person will stay away from Avera. Learning Torah also, the engagement process of when you're learning, it also brings you towards good, positive actions. Because when a person learns and he starts learning, hey, wait a minute, a good deed brings this and a bad deed brings that, what's he going to do? He's going to say, hey, it's only logical that I'm going to continue to stay in the good path. I'm going to do proper things. I'm going to do my simtoivim. You learn that the first time. That's, you learn that the first time you 
over. What do you mean the first time you go over? over. It. The first time, in other words, the Zara has warning of the when you learn when you learn something and you learn it the way you just said it. Yes. Right? That stays with you. That's the first time you learn it and, and these things stay with you. But it's the fine points that a person can miss. Right. That when they learn it later they'll see that there was more Again, you're hundred percent right, but that's not what the Rakhasadikam is addressing. It's not, it's, what you're saying is true, it's just not what the Or Hasidikim is saying. The Or Hasidikim is saying just the act of being engaged in learning is already itself a shmirah for a person. Aside from the fact that, number one, you won't be wasting your time, not only will you not be wasting your time, you'll then uncover new ideas, not even in the point itself, but in new halachas. You'll learn, hey, when a person does this, you get that tzachari. Oh, when you do that aver, you get that oilish. So a person's going to realize, hey, wait a minute, I'd rather do than bad deeds. You're right, also, you're, again, you're 100% right. He's not denying what you're saying, that if a person would learn further, they'll uncover more depth in what they're learning. I think that's included, but it's not the main point that Archazdikim is making. Over here, when a person is living on that level, is living on that darga, where they're very, very hyper-focused on just being engaged in learning is already going to keep you away from two bad from, from two things. It's going to bring you towards number one, ma'isim tovim, and secondly, it's going to also make sure that you don't fall into a bad place. Razil, you had a question. Uh, it's just, uh, if the Torah is infinite, so you're right, but that implies that a person would have that internal motivation to continue learning because the Torah itself is. Infinite. The Torah could be completely limited, and a person will still feel no need to learn. But do you think the fact that the Torah is unlimited would give a person extra motivation to learn it? I would think the opposite. I would think that, oh my God, this thing has no beginning and no end. There's no end. At least when I get like a certificate at the end of you know, high school, I feel good. Okay, I went to high school. I'm like slightly half educated. That's true. Right. My point is, I don't think the fact that it's unlimited gives a person extra motivation. I would actually suggest the opposite. The fact that Torah is so unlimited, it can feel very daunting. No matter how many times you learn it, it, it there's so much depth. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. 100%. Again, I don't think that would create a motivation for a person. That's what Chastikim is saying. Is the fear of losing it will give a person extra motivation to continue in that process and thereby will be saved from other Averas because, there won't be, because they'll be busy with other things. Here, question, my question, we're not getting the soul of really what the are saying. Hey, Rabbi, oh. just said, the fear of losing Torah by forgetting it allows a person to Right. That's what Hashem is saying. Hashem created the ability to forget as a motivation, to, con- to create a motivation within us that we should continue learning. Because otherwise, you really wouldn't learn. That's the funny part. You think the opposite. You'd be like, wow, if I, if I remembered everything, oh man, I'd be learning all day, all night, right? We'd all be mini Ravad Yosefs. Rizal has a great question. If it's infinite, no. then what, no. what does it matter if you forget? You shouldn't, even if you never forgot, you still have more to go. But that's the thing, internally a person wouldn't, it wouldn't get a person up in the morning. It's the fear of losing something that you've attained already. You know, Lahavdil, people that are multi, multi-millionaires. At a certain point, I mean, they, 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 I know quite a few who are still highly motivated. We come at four o'clock in the morning, that work hours, like you couldn't even believe it, and they're multi, multi, multi-millionaires. What gets them up in the morning? It makes no sense. So for some, 
And they'll tell you, they say, because I'm scared I'll lose everything. That may not be a good thing, but it motivates you. It's the fear of losing your legacy. It's the fear of losing your estate. It's the fear of losing everything. That, that's what gets a person up in the morning. Even though they, they could sit on a golf course for the rest of their life, technically, based off the money they have, but there's still that internal fear of, you may lose everything. Lahavdil, that's the same idea when it comes to learning. That we should, if we don't have that, we should try to build it within us. How sad would that be that you went through a sugya, you spent two weeks on a sugya, or you, on a particular masechta, you spent months on a masechta. You get, you get to a certain age 10 years later, and like, it's just out there. You can, you, you, you're trying to grasp at it, you think you know it, but you don't really know it, or it's slightly familiar. You know, our, a gemara should be like a friend. You know, our learning should be like friends. Would you forget a friend? What does it tell you about a relationship that you, didn't, you haven't seen the guy in 10 years, you barely spoke to him, and you can kind of place him maybe if you bumped into him in the street? What does that tell you about your friendship? You weren't really friends, right? We want to be friends with our time. We want to be friends with our learning. We want it to be that it has a strong impact, and just like you wouldn't forget a friend, because you know how, how you don't forget friends? You stay in touch. You stay in touch. You call every so often, you send an email here or there. I, I just, literally, just this morning, one of my closest, closest friends that we don't speak on, on a consistent basis, he's in America, I'm in Israel, but we, we make sure to always be in touch at least once a month. How could I forget such a person if we're always in touch? And therefore it says, Through this process of the desire and under, uncovering new knowledge that, hey, this leads to good and this leads to bad, even person will, when they're going to bed, it will become part of your day-to-day life, being like, this, this impacts my, my day-to-day. If a person can't learn, isn't to say by heart, then a person will think in learning in his mind. If he can't repeat it out. I have a Rebbe, for example, who, I remember when I was, when I was very young, now he's very busy, he's now the chief rabbi of the old city, but he used to walk around the Kaiso in the, the Kaiso area over there, and I would watch him on Shabbos afternoon just repeating Mishnayis. Oh, I'm not holding there. We're not holding there. But what we can do is, like, you know, after davening and you're waiting for the, for the shots to start, what can you do in that period of time? So a lot of people just sit around, they do nothing. If you're it. holding on a real low level, they pull out their phone. Think about it, think about just try, just chaz the Gemara. Just chaz the Gemara. The Gemara said this. Stage that. The Gemara then asked that question. That's all. This it's is like really all in our hands. We can do this. But instead, what do we do? Nothing. <laughs> like, you know how I? Right. Right. It's not like something. It's not like riding a bike. Right. Okay. This requires a lot. Of, now it's hard to think all the time. It's hard to keep your mind always turning over and over and over the problems and the issues that you're trying to learn. It's very difficult. Right. Some people like to just space out for a little while. True. Give the mind a rest. Oh. Now you have to train yourself. Though. Yeah. You have to train yourself to go forward. But the point that he's trying to make is. Is that the same way, like for a job, you can, you can do your 9 to 5 and you come home and you just clean the slate, right? Some people have the 9 to 5 job, they come home, they don't, they don't bring work home with them, right? right? That's problematic when it comes to Torah. When it comes to living a life of Torah, it's not a 9 to 5 job. It's your life. They want it to be the infusion of life. Yeah, that's a big problem if your kids, you know, they, they see going to yeshiva, but you come, when you come home, you put your feet up, you're doing nothing. Or otherwise, or maybe you're you're being mavat yourself in other ways. That means that your kids see that there's a dis, there's a disconnect between what you profess right. to do and what you actually do. Right, right. Right. 
my brother one time said a good line, which is that if a girl wants to know about a boy in terms of his learning, ask about what he, what he does during Ben Azman. Now, of course, again, trips and this, we've spoken about millions of times and not, not opposed to that. But if he's learning independently outside of the Sidre HaYeshiva, outside of the, the rules of the, the curriculum of the semester of the Yeshiva is, then that tells you that he's interested in learning personally, not just because that's what I do, you know? And it's different than a regular profession because a medical, a doctor doesn't, you know. I, I that's what I am. That's what you are. And therefore, when you say like, well, I mean, listen, yeah, yeah, my mind needs a break. Because do you have a break from yourself? I mean, people are very self-centered. So what do they do when they space out? They think about this, think about that, their money, they think about what somebody thinks about them, what fights they have with their wife in the morning, whatever it is, whatever is going on in their life, right? But it's yourself. It's all including yourself. If the Torah is yourself, then there's no reason, then there's no, you don't see a disconnection between yourself and the Torah. The Torah is yourself. is isn't to say you're engaged in that process. This is what makes me happy. This is what gives me some chazachayim. So you're thinking about it is no different than you think about your taxes. But you, but you can't compare them. Why? Because work you're supposed to disconnect from it. I mean, it's expected. You know, your family needs you, this, that. You need to disconnect from work. True. Tomorrow. The Torah is different. Torah is not, yeah, Torah is not something that's outside of you. Torah is you. You and one, you and the Torah should be the same. Again, there's levels to it. That's the point. There's levels to it. There's levels like... It's for, to expect yourself to be sitting there and thinking about the shock of the tire of the Gemara and you're sitting at the dinner table and your wife is like, uh, can you pass the salt? And you're just like, no. Like, like, that's high level. That's levels of like Rav Shach. They say about Rav Shach, Rav Shach will walk in the street and oftentimes there's a joke in like B'nai Brak that people would have to like, you know, steer him the right direction because he was so thinking and learning 99% of the time that he was walking in the wrong direction away from home. The people are like, Rav Shach, no, sorry, Rebbe, you live that way. <laughs> He'll turn him and put, push him that direction. It was, it was very common. It was very famous. He would come back from the store. He was, he was carrying a watermelon. And, he had no, and the, people would be like, Rebbe, why are you weren't carrying a watermelon? And he looks and he's like, how did I get this? He forgot. Because he was thinking and learning the entire time. That's levels. That's a high level that Mir Tashem, we should be Zaychatu, but or we could be Zaychatu, but being realistic, that's not us. But that is something that is not an extra affair to us. It's not something which is, that is extra, that is a burden. Right? I hear a lot of times that guys will say, oh, I need a break. You understand? I just need a, I need a break from this. It means that that's, it's ancillary to you. You know the fancy term? Which means it's extra. So how do you know, when I go home, what's the first thing I do when I come home? I take off my coat because it's heavy. It's like an extra on me. I take it off. I want to get something off of me when I get home. But that's not tired. It shouldn't be something you take off of you. It's like it's part of you. Not taking off your toes. Your toes are part of you. I go for it, yes. Oh, uh, oh, I forget my question sometimes. Good. So, yeah, I like that. What, <laughs> I'm joking. Well, uh, okay, when you, when you think well, about well, it. Yeah. How, do you, how does a person... Long Venice month, and especially sometimes when we have a leap year, yeah. it's even a longer Venice month. 100%, yeah. After Sukkot, right. How do we, and then you hear the Russian speaker saying, you know, how do we not burn out? Right. So there is a concept of burning out, even. No, there isn't. We spoke about this last time. There's no such thing as burning out. Burning out is a Burning out, you're already self-professing to yourself. You're already, already self-identifying that I'm, go- I mean, that I'm going to be done. We're not done. How if I, so most of us don't even start to be finished. It's not the point. The point is that we need a recharge, you need a break, you need some time off. Means, but not... Burning out means that the joy goes out of the learning somewhere. It becomes difficult. It becomes burdensome, I agree. So you have to find ways to enliven it. But the same way, I mean, listen, do we, does, let's hope. Right? Does any of, any of us burn out from our children? Recession for those who have children. For those who don't have children, you'll understand what I'm talking about. What? What? Oh, but no one says I'm. 
I look at my son, I'm burnt out from you. I just can't handle it. It's like, you know, he woke me up at 5, 15 in the morning this morning. I'm burnt out from him? No. If he does it every day. No. Not, still will never be burnt out. That kid That's can it. never do no wrong. That kid can never do no wrong in my eyes. Not because he didn't do wrong. He's done wrong. Oh, he's done a lot of wrong. But that's like when he took a, a super glue and he glued his hands together. Right? He went into my office and, yeah, you did. He's also five years old. This is like, I, when I say he's five years old, it's all that's included. That's, this is, there's, it's not extra. What? Okay, don't worry about it. We'll forget. Hashem runs the world. The point is like this. Listen to this. Do I, do I get burnt out from my son? It is absolutely true story. Do I get burnt out from my son? No. I get angry at him. I get frustrated with him. I need a break from things. But the, do I get burnt out from my son? No, because we implicitly understand that he's no different than my thumb. I don't get tired from my thumb. No. Just chop it off. I'm done. You, you know? Ibriar, I'm just, the thumb is driving me crazy. Out, it's an Ibriar. Pop. No, everyone does that. It means that you So I know what you mean when you say it. But you have to know when you say certain words or certain phrases, we're creating a reality in our minds. That word does mean you're finished. Here, what happens to the tea light that you lit? It burns out eventually, right? What do you do with it? You save it? No, I throw it out. I'm saying, I'm saying that certain phrases that we use, although we may not mean it so literally, it's, it, 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 it impacts our psyche. It sets a certain tone for how we think and look at the world. And we have to be more cognizant of that. What are we talking about? What are we doing that is sending messages both to ourselves and for sure to people outside of us, to our children, our family members? Okay, therefore, a person should, a person should work on the idea, and this, this is something which is not far from us, this idea of chazering. You, you know, there, downstairs actually is a really beautiful thing. There's a gemach, a, a pocket safer gemach. You saw that? You've seen, you seen it downstairs? There's a safer, pocket safer gemach. There's a whole entire bookshelf, tons and tons of bookshelves, of tiny little books that you can put in your pocket. Right? It could be Or Sadiqim, it could be it could be Shnai Mikra. The easiest thing in the entire world. If we can I think they even have it. They have like I have a Mikra Skodolis that's uh, pocket sized. You can put it in your pocket. You can literally take that around with you. I, any anytime I go to a chasana, I bring a Mikra Skodolis with me. Why? Because there's free time, there's extra time. You're sitting around, you're listening, just, I wish, I wish What? Oh okay, listen now. This is why Hashem's teaching you and telling you now. The idea is, is that there's so many opportunities to learn. The easiest thing you can do. Chomish. We all enjoy Chomish to a degree. And even, even easier than that, Eitan, you know what's even easier? Shnai Mikra. Shnai Mikra. You want to you be somebody who's not a Vatal Torah? Shnai Mikra is the easiest thing. It doesn't ask of you or require of you any really full understanding. Shnai, oh, okay, we're running late. But like in terms of, and this week we don't even have a Parsha, right? We don't have the Parsha this week. So you have till next week. So you have a whole entire week to prepare. But the point being is that Shnai Mikra is something you can read. You don't have to fully understand the words, and you're still in kind of the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, and you get the mitzvah of Shnai Mikvech Targum. I always say, if a guy has a hard time like getting into learning, you know what the easiest thing to do is to get into learning? Open a chumash and just start reading. It gets you in the mood of learning. Because now that your mouth is moving, you're already reading from something, now that you can transition into a gemara, right? That's usually a small uh, life hack. The point is that these are all opportunities that a person should not masiach doita from learning. And instead, a person came with a kind of boy in Valila. It doesn't say you should talk and learning all day. It says you should be involved. You should in, involve yourself. And how you engross yourself in learning? 
That could be a, that could be in the mind. It could be in the heart. It doesn't have to be specifically speaking it out. When you travel on your ways, when you go to sleep, this is learning. This is what Chazal meant when they when they praised certain rabbanim who never went for Amos without Torah. What does that mean? They would constantly be chazering in their minds. They'd be thinking and learning, talking and learning. They'd be talking about the learning. It's easy. So I give you practical tips, practical examples. It's something that, uh, you know, we, it's attainable for all of us. So anybody says, Rabbi, this is like high level. It's too much, too much. Eh, Very bad excuse. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you should be zaycha to the ghoulish lemah.